but we don't have a Sunday without a Friday and uh, we don't have a resurrection without a death and so today we remember the incredible sacrifice that he made for us when I got saved uh, in 1998 uh, we were radical we would we would literally go out on this to the streets and preach the gospel to people uh, we would we would actually go out with instruments and hold cardboard signs that said can we pray for you free prayer and we would sing songs and then uh, if people needed prayer we would pray for them tell them about Jesus and uh, we'd sing all the oldies like those oldies we were just singing we would sing all those and a lot of other ones that y'all are too young to remember and um, and so uh, anyway I'm tempted to sing but I can't I gotta <clears throat> my voice is already a little tired so uh, so we'd go out and sing we'd tell people about Jesus and what we would have with us are these little tracks y'all ever heard of a track it's a little booklet it's a booklet okay it's a vibe okay it's a booklet and this little booklet we had, it was called the Romans Road. And it would walk you through the book of Romans and the road to salvation. And uh, I thought I would share the Romans Road with you tonight. Because I think what it's going to do is it's going to encourage believers. But I also think uh, it's going to help a lot of people who maybe do not know God tonight uh, to begin a relationship with the Lord. And so you don't have to wait till Easter. Amen. You, you can give your life to Christ tonight, and, uh, and I'm going to give you that opportunity in about 15 minutes. And so um, I'm going to start at Romans 1, verse 17. Now, verse 16 is the famous verse where Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God and a salvation first for the Jew, then for the Greek. And now he's going to describe the gospel. Here is the gospel, verse 17. This good news, this gospel tells us how God makes us right in his sight. God does it. This is good news, y'all. God does it. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Or it is by faith that we walk. And This is a gift of God. This is good news. God makes us right. That's really good news because uh, you don't have to go to bed tonight wondering if you have done enough to be right with God. Because you might have had a bad day. <laughs> you might have done something stupid on Wednesday. You might have cussed somebody out on the drive here in Friday night traffic. You you might be holding with you know, unforgiveness from a person. You, you might have a secret that you're praying you'll go to the grave with, but you're really wondering, am I right with God? Here's the good news. God makes you right with Him. God does it. That's why all these songs we sing are about God and not about us. All my life I have been faithful. Oh, please. Our songs would be super depressing if we had to sing about us. OMG. Kyle, great posture, by the way. I noticed, I noticed during the six, I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta level up. Step up your game, boys. So uh, God does it, and he does it by faith. See, God's grace is his gift to us, and our faith is our gift back to God. Uh Every church has a focus. A lot of churches focus on grace. And I think it's amazing. And one of my uh, 
number one mentors. I'm going to spend a week with him in August. His name is Joseph Prince. He's taught me everything I know about grace. I love Pastor Joseph, but my gift is actually faith. My gift is faith. So when you come to City Light, we're a faith church. And uh, it's a little different. It doesn't mean we're against grace. Uh, It dictates everything we do. But we put our faith back in His grace. Jesus has made us right with God. And now we receive this. It's accomplished from start to finish. How is grace accomplished in your life? When you place your faith in Him. Not your faith in your works, not your faith in what you can do, not your faith in how your week was, not your faith in how much Bible you read this week, not faith in how many hours uh, you prayed this week, not, not faith in how good you were to people. Your faith is in Him making you right with Him. This is good news. This is the gospel. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. And so God offers grace through a relationship with Jesus. And then I offer God back faith. In other words, I trust that. I put my faith in what Jesus has done. I don't put my faith in my tithe. I don't put my faith in church attendance. I don't put my faith in how loud I can sing. I don't put my faith in how I treat people. I put my faith in Jesus. And then when I put my faith in Jesus, Jesus changes me. And then I tithe. And then I attend church. And then I sing really loud. And then I treat people really good. And then I, but I'm not trying. Because the Bible says what the law was powerless to do, Romans 8, powerless to do. 813 commandments, what that was powerless to do. Forget about all the the prophetic commandments as well. We're talking about over 2,000 commandments in the Old Testament. What the law was powerless to do. I ain't even talking about God's top 10. What the law is powerless to do, God does through grace. And that's why we can say Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ because my faith is not in what I can do. My faith is in what Jesus has done. I place my faith in him and then he changes me from the inside out. And you say, well, Jabin, I think I believe that, but he's not changing me. Then your faith is still in something else. It's not in him because I, you cannot have faith in God and not be changed by God. You will be transformed little by little, here a little, there a little. But I promise you, year after year after year, you will look back and go, I'm not the same person. And if you can look back and look back five years ago and say, I'm still that person, I've got great news for you. Tonight you can meet Jesus and you can be changed. So that's the good news, but there is no good news without bad news. So here's the bad news, Romans 3.23, everyone has sinned. Not me, yeah, you. I never done anything wrong. Yeah, you. Everyone's sin. <laughs> and you're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you're a sinner. It's in your blood, dog. Because our first father, Adam, he sinned. And it created a tidal wave of sin and death in the earth. Everything that is negative, everything that destroys, everything that kills, everything that hurts, everything that abuses, started with one man who rejected God's way. And today we sin. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in His grace freely makes us right in His sight. Are you seeing a theme here? Salvation is of the Lord. 
He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Notice that you still sin, but you're freed from the penalty of your sin. You go, I don't sin. Oh, boy. Okay, whatever. Because we all miss the mark. That's what sinning means. It means to miss the mark. It means you're shooting for a perfect bullseye, and every time you miss, even in our righteousness, so many times we sin. That's why in the book of James, James says, y'all are praying and you're not getting answers because your motives are wrong. You look the part, but you're not seeing fruit because even in your righteousness, you sin. And then Paul says to the Colossians, he says, you think because you do not touch, because you do not look, because you do not listen, that you're righteous? He says, that's what the Cretans do. In other words, that's what the that's what everybody, that's what all pagans do. They, they try to do good things to get saved. And he said, that will never deal with the carnality of your heart only faith in God so even in our righteousness we end up screwing up we end up singing to get attention we end up tithing to be seen we end up serving so that people will notice us we end up doing a good work and making sure we post it on Instagram for the whole world to see we we make sure we pray at a decibel just above everybody else so that people know we even in our righteousness we our motives get so screwed up we all sin, Jabin. Well, I've never, I've never like cheated on anybody. I've never committed adultery. Jesus said, if you've even looked at a person with lust, if you've ever been scrolling through the gram and said, (laughs) oh, only the preacher. Okay. 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 (laughs) Y'all going to leave me out here hanging on like you've never done it. I'm not just talking about guys. Some of you girls. The rock pops up and you just go, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Jesus said, it's like committing adultery. I don't know. Is the rock cute? Maybe not. I don't know. Yes, he is. Watch it, Tori. I'll have sin. Oh, she's got, you can't do that. She's got the rock as their screensaver. But that's a, he's clothed. It's a prophecy, not a, but he is married. But he is married, so thou shalt not covet. But that's another one. We've all sinned. I've seen, I've, listen, I don't have Kim K on my phone, but I know what she looks like. Amen. Okay, we've all, we've all sinned. Praise the Lord. Listen. Well, I've never murdered Jesus said if, if you even, if you have hatred in your heart, it's like murder. What, what is God saying? God is saying, you got to come to the end of yourself. All have sinned and fallen short. Yet God. Can you put that back up one more time? Yet God, or we could say it like this, but God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. Not always right in your sight because you look in the mirror and you know your issues right in his sight so you go to God and you start telling God how terrible you are and he says we're good now God has a plan Romans 5 8 but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners Jamin I'm going to clean myself up and then I'm going to come back next year and I'm going to be ready for Jesus He doesn't save cleaned up people. 
He saved sinners. And you couldn't get clean enough anyway. I'm going to go do some good works. I'm going to go volunteer at a soup kitchen. I'm going to, I'm going to start giving to a charity. I'm going to, and then I'm going to come back to God one year from now and God's going to accept me. And he says, I save sinners. Does that mean you go out and be crazy? Of course not. You're, you would miss the whole message. Paul would say that in Romans 6. He says, if you think that grace abounds so that you can continue to sin, he said, of course not. Literally in the Greek, what he's saying is that's, that's impossible. If you think you can sin because of grace, you've missed the whole message of the gospel. Grace leads to one thing and one thing only, and that's faith. And faith shows up in good works, period. the Lord I'm preaching so he will certainly save us from God's condemnation God showed his great love he didn't just talk it he walked it and while we were still sinners he sent Christ he sent a remedy for our sin but here's Romans 6 for the wages payment of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord, the wages of sin. We're in a huge discussion right now in our nation about minimum wage. What should the minimum wage be? Well, the minimum wage for sin is death. The payment for sin is death. Sin only leads to one thing, death. That's why you can't play with it because it will always lead down a road to destruction. Even when you say, but but my sin isn't hurting anybody else, it always leads to death because sin is never enough. So you always need more and more and more and more. So do you want what you paid for or do you want what Jesus paid for? I'm going to take the free gift. Now, it's a free gift through Jesus, but it's free to us. It wasn't free for Jesus. Everything Goldie's wearing right now and kids, her little dress and shoes, and it was free for her. She didn't have to pay a dime for it. It wasn't free for me. The food she's going to eat tonight is free for her. It wasn't free for me in the same way this salvation so I, so I say it like this salvation is free not cheap if someone gives you the keys to a Mercedes and says it's yours it might be free but it ain't cheap salvation is a free gift but it costs Jesus everything that's why we can't take it lightly. Oh, I pray to prayer. No, what are you talking about? I go to church once in a while. What are you talking about? This cost him everything. And then when he offers us this free gift, he says, now you come and die. Pick up your cross and follow me because it's actually going to cost you everything. You don't earn it, but you respond to it with great gratitude and I think it's amazing that it says the wages of sin is death because it just it always leads to death like think about this um, 
Adam and Eve ate a piece of fruit. Genesis 3. One chapter later, Genesis 4, Cain's killing Abel. How do you go from eating a piece of forbidden fruit to murder? To Genesis 6, the whole earth is so screwed up, God says, I need to start over. <laughs> How do we go from that? How do we go from a piece of fruit to a few chapters later, Sodom and Gomorrah? How do we go to that? Where men are trying to sexually assault angels. I mean, this is like crazy. Like, Jabin, are you saying that my sin's going to lead? I'm saying all sin leads to death. It leads to the death of confidence. It leads to the death of integrity. It leads to the death of purity. It leads to the death of your innocence. It leads to the death of your conscience. It may it, it may destroy. It may lead to the death of your relationships, but it will always lead to the death of something, and that's why you can't play with it, because it will always it will always lead to death. So Jesus said, "I will." in your place. Why did Jesus die? Did, did Jesus die to save us from the Father? Of course not. He said in John 17 that he came to reveal the Father. The Father is not the bad cop in a good cop, bad cop with Jesus. The Father is good. The Father loves you. Jesus did not die to save you from the Father. He died to reveal the Father, but he died to show you this is where all sin leads. So I'm going to do it for you so I can then set you free from it so that you don't have to live in the bondage of it forever. Jamin, are you saying you never sin? Oh, I sin all the time. It's just no longer my master and it doesn't have to be your master. It's not in charge. Oh, it sneaks up. But it's not in charge anymore. Because I've trusted his death. Okay, that was free for the Christians. Okay, I'm going to keep moving. So the result of sin is always death. But the result of Jesus is always the free gift of life. I don't want what I deserve. I want the free gift of salvation. Hallelujah. I want grace. I want mercy. I need it. I don't want justice. I don't want judgment. I don't want fair. I want free. So where does it lead? It leads to putting your faith in him. Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Now you got to realize that when they would say this in first century, they were saying Jesus is Lord, Nero is not. Jesus is Lord, Pilate is not. Jesus is King, Rome is not. They were declaring an allegiance that went against the political power of the day. It would be, it's like someone getting saved today in Iraq or getting saved in, a, in China or North Korea. When they said Jesus is Lord, it was a death sentence. So when we, you know, from, from this we get the sinner's prayer. But this is not a ticket to heaven. 
This is a radical declaration. If Jesus is Lord, I am not. And I believe this with my heart that God raised him from the dead. And if I will put all of my faith in that, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we do confess. This word confession, though, is really cool. It means agreement. Here's what the sinner's prayer is. Here's what this prayer is that we're about to pray. It's an agreement with God that I need God. Just a confession. Lord, I agree. I agree that you're good. I agree that I've sinned. I agree that you're the only way. And I agree that you're Lord. And God says, I'm so grateful. We agree. And in that, there's this saving that happens. And we begin in faith. Can I just take you back one more time? Can I see Romans 1.17? It is accomplished from start to finish. See, a lot of times the reason that people, they get in trouble is because they start in faith. They don't finish in faith. Here's how you should live your whole life. You should live your whole life the same way you prayed that prayer when you gave your life to Jesus. Like when I, when I got saved, I knew I was lost and I knew I needed a savior. I can remember, I remember the emotion. I remember, I remember being in the Texas hill country and smelling those, um, those trees. I can, I can remember being in Del Rio, Texas. I remember the emotion and I remember knowing that I know 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 that I needed Jesus. That's how I started. That's how you live every day. You never graduate from faith because every day is, I know that 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 I need Jesus from start to finish. And when you have that little edge of, I need you. That's how you live your whole life. So the just, it says in the old King James, the just shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. By faith is how a righteous person has life. You start in faith, you walk in faith, you live in faith, you end in faith, you never leave faith because faith is my response back to this radical grace of God. I just wonder today, is there anybody who needs to place their faith in the Lord Jesus? If you made Jesus Lord, if you haven't, this is your opportunity. Or maybe you have wandered from the Lord. We call it being a backslider. It's being a prodigal. It's, Jabin, I started in faith, but I've left faith. And I want to come back to my faith. God is so for you, so with you. He is never against you. His arms are always open wide. The cross is the perfect picture of the posture of Jesus. He said, anybody who comes to me, I will never cast them away. His arms are always open wide to you. And today he calls to you 
and he says, come on home. Many people in the six o'clock gave their life to Christ and many right now need to do the same thing. If there's anybody today who does not know Jesus and today you want to make him Lord of your life, if there's anyone who's far from God and you want to come back to faith in Christ, pray with me right now. Everybody's going to pray, but it's going to be so especially important for you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Pray with me now. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I place my faith in you. I believe you died for me, paid the price for my sin. I believe you rose again. I receive your free gift of salvation. I repent of my sin. I turn towards you and I declare with all of my heart, Jesus is Lord. 